Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This week in league, Mitchell Pierce goes one better than his dad and secures a win for the Tigers in a big game. Ben Hunt calls playing on a broken leg for 71 minutes easier than playing in a grand final with dicks for fingers. Broncos go to extraordinary bat-eating efforts to provide themselves with excuses for back-to-back spoons. Plus, we look ahead to all the action for round four of the 2021 NRL season. All that more this week in league. Welcome to episode 386 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. And you guys are a pair of assholes. And I'm Glenn. <laughs> Do you realise, you, 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 I think it was, was it last episode or the one before, you started in almost exactly the same way. <laughs> yeah. Except you, you might call us like a pack of cunts yeah, or something, you know, something like that. Like, yeah. 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 There's a well, theme. Going, There's mate. a theme. <laughs> are, you, are you feeling, Take are you, the you fucking right, hit. mate? Are, are you okay? I'm fine. Thank are you. Are you okay, mate? You, you seem angry. Well, got... People. What's got you wound up this week, mate? You guys. We just clicked We just clicked recording the episode and you're already fucking yeah. jumping out of your skin with rage. What's going on, mate? I've answered my Skype call to abuse. <laughs> now, I, now I know how Joey Leilua feels in a fucking game review session. <laughs> in reserve grade. Torrent. Well, now I, know how the, now I know how the captain of the fucking... Ever given ship in the Suez Canal feels. <laughs> I feel like I've just taken it from the fucking world here. It's <laughs> exactly how you should feel. Oh, how you going, fellas? I'm great, good? thank you. I know, I know you're not good, Glenn. You're, you're an angry little man. You're right. You're right, stepdad. Man, I'm good. I'm locked down, as most of Brisbane is. Doing the right thing because fucking hoes will be hoes down in Byron Bay. <laughs> They just unbelievable. Couldn't resist seeing that fucking tradey helicopter dick <laughs> on their hen's night. It and, could have uh, just been a big misunderstanding. I mean, like he was a tradie. They might have just asked if they could see his tools. <laughs> uh, but yes, we are. We if are. If we were American, down. there would be yep. nothing but an hour and thirty minutes of cork jokes. <laughs> <laughs> And so not not locked down up in Toowoomba just yet, despite recently being kicked off as well, today you were kicked off as a hot spot because uh one of the bad eaters went up that way, right? Uh there was yeah, some people went from here to Eaton's Hill and returned. So I think there's one case in Toowoomba in the PA. But at the moment, we're not quite locked down. And shout out to listener uh Nathan as well who jumped on the Facebook group tonight 
and said that uh, it was funny. He made a, he made a he made a flu like, you know a flu game joke about Michael Jordan when we were late with the episode because I was doing the editing on Monday morning. He made a joke on Monday, so you know when I put a Jordan gif up, uh, and then um, he just came back and replied to that message again and said, "Well, the fucking irony is." <laughs> now I've got to go and get a COVID test because I was at a Bucks. I was, he was at a Bucks party at the Bavarian Beer Cafe on the weekend, oh, no. and uh, with forty blokes, and uh, apparently the bad eaters were in there. Jesus! So, so he's got to get a COVID test now. Yeah. He's uh, cruel himself. So, uh, have you guys been? Have either of you been tested yet? No, no, I have no. not. No, my boy has been tested twice. Oh my god! How did he How cope did that come with that? About? Um, it came about because there was some um, attention to be gained from having COVID tests in the beginning. Oh, yes. And Say so, no more. So when he's not with me, he's with another person. Oh. <laughs> yes. Who kind of enjoys, you know, that sort of attention. Understood. Um, and the second time, you know, there's some times where you need to chat with your children about certain things. And have you ever had those conversations where you're trying to have the serious, that's not okay but inside, like you can see your face contorting with laughter. Are you telling me that you demonstrated the birds and the bees chat with him with a swab up his nostril? No, 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 no. Okay, oh, Jesus um, Christ! But <laughs> it came back that you know um, I needed to have a severe chat with him, and this was on his second COVID test, so he yep. knew he knew the first one. Um, both times, nothing wrong with him, not not even the sniffles. Mm-hmm. It was, you know. Um, COVID yeah. may have become airborne, yeah, and whatever. And when the the poor old nurse has administered the test, she's stuck the swab, and he's just straight away gone. Ah, you tickled my brain, you bitch! Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Can we just apply the context here? Like it's funny because of the age of the child we're talking about. So yeah, he's he's six. <laughs> and, and so I had to have that chat that she's only doing a job and trying to keep you safe and this, 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 this. But, uh, <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. I can see him saying it. Really fucking brilliant. So yeah, no. Um, but I'll tell you what, Danny Me is a little bit of a hot spot and I was very impressed. Pleasantly surprised, I should say, um, at the number of people lined up to get tested. Like they've got one of those mobile testing sites yeah, where you, just, yeah, you right. drive through and get done. They've taken over a sporting complex. Um, and the fucking queue was out the door and kilometers up the road. So fucking good on everybody for getting out there and getting tested if you got symptoms or if you were at one of the venues where cunts were eating bats. Yep, yep, no, very good. And so, uh, yeah, we're, we're locked down, I guess, until at least tomorrow afternoon. But uh, given the uh, given the, uh, the, the the revelations and the places expanding seemingly by the day, I can't imagine that we're going to get away with uh, just the three days. Is, is this is this the, the death knell for prayer circles? If even Easter can't be fucking saved? Well, I mean, they don't work, right? Unless they're not praying for that. So you reckon they'll twist it around and be like, well, this forces everyone to stay home and appreciate Jeebus. There's that too. Oh, yeah. Fucking cunts. 
Right. Do you have any news articles you want to talk about this week? As per as per always, we have we ha- do have some that just emerged today, right before recording, and uh, one of those is that West Tigers utility Moses Umbai has been granted permission to negotiate with rivals for next season. Mm. Now he approached the club today to see if he could explore his options for twenty twenty two, because he feels that uh, the club can't be happy spending eight hundred thousand dollars on a player who sits on the bench. Yep. for most of, most of the games, and he obviously wants to play. Yeah, he wants to start and presumably play 80 minutes as well. So he says it could be a win-win situation for all parties involved. The Tigers have agreed, and so he will be uh, able to explore his options for next season. And I, did see, I don't see this in the article, but I think I saw on Twitter that the Tigers would be open to paying as much as half of the freight. Well, for, obviously, because that's what fucking yep. cut clubs do. <laughs> yeah, so someone they, they bend over Moses and present. for four hundred grand. And look, I haven't done have anything against Moses Zumbai. He's had some great highlights in his time, but I mean, it might be mm. it might be England. Really, you'd think, yeah. yeah or, oh, I didn't Moses hear. Zimbabwe. Sorry, you sorry, go, mate. You there go. go. Um, I didn't hear uh, the bit about Tigers wanting to pay half uh, for him to go somewhere else. Um. The biggest takeaway I had was the the level of professionalism from Mumbai. Like he's pretty like that's pretty straight up for a player. There's no horseshit through his agent trying to engineer, yep. a, you know, like some yeah. backhanded sort of arrangement where he gets to piss off early or whatever. Like he's yeah, I, I actually gained. I, I he's copped a lot of flack from a huge you know segment of the Tigers fan base. But I can't say I've had a, a massive problem with him. I think he's been sort of chopped, chopped and changed in the role and positions that he's played within the club. But he's always mm. he's always had a dig. I, I could never say he's, he's a player that has um, you know mailed it in or stolen a living whilst he's been at the Tigers. So I was I was really impressed with his professionalism and the way he approached it and how upfront he was with the media when he was questioned. So. I think Moses Mbai is the perfect example of exactly what the West Tigers have bought on themselves. And by that I mean they needed marquee players at the time where he was signed and he was the best that they could get to have interest in the club. Mm. And so they paid him marquee money. And that's that's what you have to do. That's what the Newcastle Knights have been doing for years. Mm. They would get the best that they could get and they would pay them overs to get them to the club because that makes getting the next one a little bit easier and getting the next one a little bit easier and so forth and so forth. But eventually you get you get to this stage where you're doing things like, you know, you've got David Clemmer and then he's upgrading the gameplay of, or, you know, has a part in upgrading the gameplay of other props in the club and then mm-hmm. you're doing things like luring Frizzle away from the Dragons to, to come and play with you, you know? So... The issue was that they never actually did anything to make the club more attractive for other people to come. So I don't think anything's Mbai's fault. No. Um, you're right in in how he handled it. When I think just exclusively about him, though, I think he's one of those poor cunts that suffers from just not having an obvious position mm-hmm. for his money. Yeah. You know, if you take money out of the equation... Glenn, where do you think Moses Mbai's best position is? It's a fantastic question because he's—I wouldn't say 
he's a standout one. He's not a standout six. He's nope. filled in at 14. He's filled in at nine. He, at a pinch, he could play seven. He's played in the centers, but he's not a That's standout yeah. in any of those positions. But he's probably mm. equally as good at all of them, if that if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, that's it. it it's is, almost it's that Tyrone to Peachy point. syndrome, mm. you know, and and I think that's where because he was in the halves at Canterbury, he was bought in on halves money. Yeah, yep. You know, so or you know, in you know, the position like fullback or half. So and and nothing to do with him or how he plays. I really do think that because he is probably an amazing fourteen. And the game obviously doesn't value an amazing sub like it like it does a a playmaker or a member of the spine. Mm. Um, that's why Wests have to pay so much for him. Yeah, uh, but yeah, you're right. I I think it'd probably be England, unless there's somebody out there. Um, you know, do do the Roosters look at this year and go, well, well, fuck, we probably need a backup. You know, yeah, the Cowboys. To the Cowboys, they need players badly. You know, back, Morgan gone back home to the Dogs. You yeah. know, fuck, we could do with someone who can at least just execute a game plan in the halves. We, we, you know, we, we don't need anyone that's going to be super flashy, but you know, I'm, I'm sure there are people that would take him for 400. Yeah, no, for sure. And like, and now you mentioned, I think there's, there's plenty of options here. I don't think it's England at all now. Now, now that we like actually look at it. Um, what what do you think about the other side of the story? That uh, look, you know. Obviously, question question the sources of this, but last year he had a knee injury. The physios and the high performance guys at the Tigers sent him to go get scans, and the scans came back clear. So the club basically put pressure on him to continue playing. They strapped him up. He battles through the season. Form's not great because he's battling through what is clearly, in an his injury. opinion, still a knee injury. So at the end of the year, he goes to get some more MRIs. And they showed that there were fifteen pieces of floating bone in the knee. Oh, so then he so then he had an arthroscopy. They got removed, and he's back this year healthy. So he's also he apparently got the shits with the misdiagnosis. wasn't happy about having the pressure put on him to play when he knew it wasn't right. And uh, whether this is related to that is a, is another question. I'd have to play a part in it, surely. You don't. Yeah. Mm. If that story's correct, yeah, you'd think so. Cause- I, and I think that you can't blame a misdiagnosis on the club, even if it was club doctors. Yeah. What you can be dirty at them about is for him to keep going back and saying, it's not right, it's not right, it's not right, and for them to do nothing till the end of the season. Yep. For all the talk then on about the flip side of that, welfare too. Yeah. But, yeah. but again, yeah. on the flip side of that, if you know it's not right, right, if I'm in his situation and I know there's something wrong with my knee, and they're just saying, nah, it's fine, we've had your scan, nah, it's fine, it's had your scan. I go, well, that's fucking great. I'm going to go get a second opinion. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Surely there is someone you can call from your history, be it in the Maroons camp, from when you played rep, be it at the Dogs, be it wherever. Yeah. You know, hey, this is the situation, this is how I feel, can you help me out with a second set of scans? Again, the club's dropped the ball in a big way there, but I think he could have done more probably in... Uh, Yep. More more time than a, a whole season, but yeah, yep. what a fucking pickle. Right. In that, in that case, malpractice mm. and fucking retire. <laughs> yeah, maybe. The uh, <clears throat> the 18th man concussion rule has come in. Uh, the NRL, I'll tell you what, King Vlandis, he loves fucking throwing rules in on the fly. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> just 
<laughs> as he sees fit. He doesn't give a fuck. We're week to week. Uh, and so the coaches not big fans of it. So um, basically, so yesterday, on Tuesday, the uh, ARLC gave approval for an 18th man to be used by clubs, but only when three players from a team have failed HIA tests. The substitute must also be considered an emerging player, in quotes, and it'll take place from next round. So not round four, but round five. Um, <clears throat> although three Sharks players failed HIAs during Saturday's clash against the Eels, the NRL have rarely found themselves in this situation. Saturday's clash marked the first time three players had gone down to head knock since round seven of the 2016 season. Mm. So what do you make of the rule being brought in? Well, let's, let's just, just on face value... I like the idea of having an 18th man yep. for concussion related because what then because if you've got an 18th man there that can act as a replacement for situations of concussion or head injury related related withdrawals from games during the games then clubs aren't penalized for taking the most cautious and player welfare centric actions at the time rather than potentially fudging things because they need to keep a full bench or they need to keep 13 guys on the field so why an emerging player? That's the thing that gets me. Yeah, like, like, yeah, like this thing, the eighteenth man thing. I'm, I'm hundred percent behind. But then when you go drill down into all the details, like you got to have three HIAs to be able to enact this clause. It has to be an emerging player. Um, that's when it's all just a bit fucking. You guys tell me what. Are we going to see it happen? Tell me what you guys think. But players, teams are probably going to be more inclined to not utilise the 18th player and just run with a heavily reduced bench than bring an emerging player on that's untried and untested, especially if it's a, it's a big game, you need, you need a win, you know, you, it might be the difference between, you know, making the eight or something like that, and you're going to throw an untried, untested, emerging player in, in the mix in the yeah, unlikely like event that you've got three HIAs in one game, but... An emerging player, you would think, would be someone in your development squad, which means it's someone who's just on the periphery of your top 30 squad anyway. So it's not like like your example, though, I would agree with if the, instead of an emerging player, it was like a fan that was drawn from like their membership number from like a ballot. <laughs> and <it was> like, <laughs> like, then I'd agree with you. Like that but Legends I mean, Origin game. <laughs> Yeah, like the, like yeah, the, like the, the greengrocer guy that scored the try. <laughs> Tony fucking, what's his name? Yeah. How good. How fucking good. Um, yeah. The- but can you imagine moments like that, though? <laughs> Get some of those fan moments. And, and I am fully aware that this is probably recency bias, but this reeks of a fucking favour to Uncle Nick or having Uncle Nick in on the conversation. Tell me which club recently has had a big stoush with another one about signing hmm. and getting an exception to sign what would be considered an emerging player to to keep them out of the clutches of rugby union. So this whole thing is a scheme to get uh, Joseph Suwali some game time. Pretty much. <laughs> we'll know but, for sure if they bring like Cordner back because you'll know they go get okay, one. one HIA for the game. <laughs> That's yeah. it. it. It seems to be a fucking damned if you do and damned if you don't scenario. So the underlying thing of this that I think it's worthwhile pointing out is it's good that we're having this conversation because it means that HIAs are being taken much more seriously, which yep. means that aspect of a focus on player welfare has at least improved. Mm. Regardless yep. of what you say about the mechanism they want to put in place to combat that for the game and the effect on the game, they are taking head knocks and concussions far more seriously. 
I think this might be one where there's no perfect answer as long as they want to stay within a certain amount of parameters. And that parameter being we need to increase fatigue and bring little men back into the game. Because the obvious answer here is that if we're having people HIA'd out, then you extend the bench by two people and that gives you another two people to to essentially, you know, pretend you're a fucking British World War One general and send out against Bill Kickow. But for them to have an 18th man solution, you know, it again, I don't want to say that it's a good solution, but I can't think of a better one. Mm. They had to do something. So is, is that where, well, but is that where we leave this? That it's not, oh my God, this is a fucking brilliant solution and this solves the problem. It's, well, this is better than not doing anything and we can't think of anything better. I just think, I think that having the 18th man is great. I'm happy for it to be an emerging player because then what that does, it stops teams stocking 18-man squads for games instead of 17 and a bit, you know what I mean? Like, Okay, so what, but hang, why is, what is that, what does that mean and why is that bad? Well, it just, I mean, then, then you get, the, I mean, well, in conjunction the salary with the, caps, let me say, you, yeah, but I mean, say you get two legit head knocks or, you know, say you get, I mean, it's easy to fail an HIA yeah, it is. verbally yep. without, you just answer the questions the way that you don't want to pass. You know what I mean? So like a pinch hitter sort of situation where you can have players fail HIAs in quotes to enact the the scenario where I'm thinking like worst case sort of, you know, thing, but like, you know, where it's, you know, it's a big game and a certain scenario unfolds where you might need this player that you've banked with that has a you know specific set of skills or, you know, for late in the game or, you know, specific attributes that so might come in handy. you'd bring late, late in, game. you'd keep his 18th man, what, a second rower that can kick goals just in case your goal kicker goes down so you can well, fake just- an HIA in another forward just to have a goal kicker come on? This this is a thing you've got three you've got three HIAs to happen so the possibility of this actually happening, yeah, I mean th- how many games can you remember in recent history where a team had their bench cleared out through injury during a game? I reckon there were Canberra. half a dozen over the last five years. Mm. Yeah, exactly. So so like I I honestly don't think we're going to see this happen ever. We're not going to see this rule come in under under the current way it's it's been laid out. I don't think we'll see it enacted. At all, so I think so. So that means it's like it's good that it's it provides some indication from the NRL that they are treating HIA seriously, and it is something that needs to be, you know, player player care is paramount. Great, but to bring this rule in and then wrap it in a set of conditions that will probably never come to pass. That's too far, you know what I mean? Like, so you yeah. need to find a you need to find a, an easier way to bring I, it in. I honestly don't know why it's not just you can have an eighteenth man. The salary cap yeah. doesn't change, so it's not yeah. like it's not like someone can start and go and okay, hey, you're a you're an eighteenth man um, for us, and we'll pay you the same and work out some sort of fucking rort there. So our overall yeah. talent pool is ahead of everyone else. Um, I think it also would give a little bit of longevity. Like, if there's an 18th man and it doesn't have that emerging player condition, mm-hmm. is Benji Marshall struggling for a contract three weeks out before the season? Yeah. You know, does that yeah. then give somebody 
with years and years and years of game experience, an actual legit job around younger players and more of a chance to pass on their wisdom. Like, mm. I, I, is that more benefit to emerging players than sitting on a fucking bench in case somebody tackles somebody with their face? Yeah. But, yeah. I'm did, you hear, right? did, did you hear what your mate said about uh, the whole situation? Your mate, uh, Gus Gould. No, what did he say? He said, uh, we get a weekend where we get some genuine HIAs and a team gets into a little bit of trouble. That's the nature of the game for me. You've got 17 players, for God's sakes. If you can't get through 80 minutes with 17 players, too bad. He said the rule change was reactionary. In saying that, I always felt this was going to be a natural progression with the HIA. The way we're treating head injuries as though they're life-threatening and someone's going to die tomorrow, I find extraordinary. I'm not going to get into an argument about concussion and what they're trying to save and not trying to save. At the moment, you're trying to save litigation and nothing else. Well, that's a fucking five-year plan in irony. <laughs> yes. Like being a fucking example of CTE, arguing against the need to protect head knocks. <laughs> Fuck me, you daft old cunt. Um, yeah. not, his, not his best work. Until the end. The, he lost me at the end. The yep. first part, I, I think, has some merit to it. It's a game of attrition, and head knocks are especially important, and they need to be taken good fucking care of. But do we now then get to use that for for other injuries? You know? My only thing will be... The, the ones that game it in, in the terms... The only actual gaming in the system I could come up with is if somebody does a fucking hamstring. Yeah. And then they go out there and say, oh, no, they've also hit their head. Yeah. That's about the only actual yeah. real game example of fucking with the system I could come up with. And I think that would be so hard to do. There's none. Yeah. But if you do it for head knocks, why not do it for other injuries? It's a slippery slope, yada, yada, yada. It's reactionary. That's the truest thing Gus said. Well, there's definitely there's no there's no need for for it. For, I mean, let's face it. There's been there've been benches cleared through other injuries during a game. Yeah, lots of times, and I never thought about bringing in an extra guy. So I'm not going to say it's reactionary in that way because it's only they've only start they've only done this because of the head knock situation. Yeah, but but yeah, like the Canberra game for example. I mean, you had a couple of guys. Yeah, you, know, you had some legit injuries there, like yeah, Tarpany, like legit injuries, not head knocks. Yep. And so what happens if it's two injuries and then the third one's a head knock and you know what I mean? Like no. Nah. Yeah. So could, I just don't think I don't think we're gonna see it happen. No. It might just be a good time to touch here as well about the fucking hysteria about how Volandis is murdering people's careers with his new fatigue rules. And by changing all the rules, all these players are fucking getting injured and dropping and it's not fair he's ruining careers and all of this stuff. Um, I would just like to point out what the actual fucking stats say, um, courtesy of NRL Physio on Twitter, mm-hmm. who has come out and said, that in 2021, these are non-concussion injuries, so in-game, non-concussion injuries, right? 2021, round one, there were 10, round two, there were five, round three, there were 13. So... Apparently, the narrative is that this is all Volandi's fault that there were so many injuries because yep. the speed of the games improved so much that people's bodies can't keep up with it. Yep. And they're injuring themselves because of fatigue. Um, so let's remember those numbers here 10, 5, and 13. 2018, 6, 11, and 14. 2019, 9, 7, and 13. 2020, 5, 10, and 8. Yep. 
So absolutely in line with at least the last three years and what to expect of injuries. So fucking all hype. Nothing to see here. Volandis reigns supreme. <laughs> yeah, I don't think injuries is the is, is the is the issue, but I uh, but I, I agree with you. I mean, I have seen yeah, I have seen that narrative being uh, attempted on uh, online. Yeah. Any other news? Any other news stories you want to talk about? Origin eligibility. Yeah. Okay. Go. What do you reckon about that? The talk being that uh that. Yeah, someone like Jason Tamalolo could be eligible to play for Queensland in State of Origin. Mm. I I feel unpopular opinion. The State of Origin and the New South Wales Queensland rivalry is bad for the sport. Go on. Looking at other sports, and you know a lot of these are US sports. There are amazing rivalries, right? There are fucking amazing rivalries, but they don't live and die by things like state of origin. So would it have been easier? Would people appreciate rugby league more, the actual general game, if they didn't have that New South Wales or Queensland bias? I don't know. Now, if we fuck off state of origin, and open up eligibility to anyone because it is the pinnacle of the game. It is the absolute fucking mm-hmm. pinnacle yeah. of the game. It becomes a proper all-stars match. And by that, I'm not saying that the uh, Indigenous versus Maori all-stars is not proper. But what I'm saying is that qualification for those teams would be open to anyone that plays the game of rugby league for that series. It shouldn't take away from anyone playing for their country. There do need to be a set of arbitrary guidelines, and it may be like in America with the NBA where where it's about where you're playing your club sport yeah, as to where you're selected. Or fucking heaven forbid, can you imagine how fucking awesome it would be if they ran it the same way that they did the NBA at the moment where you'd vote for your best players in each position and then you pick the two highest vote getters become captains and they essentially get to draft their own team. That, that pro- like, like, like the game itself is not, is not helped or served by that, but the actual, that, that is an exciting part of the build up though. I, Fuck I yeah. agree. Yeah. Like that, that part, that is fun. That part. Yeah. Um, and still keeps with the potential mate against mate aspect of origin but takes yeah, away but- all of this fucking bullshit around it. Because, put it this way, you know, State of Origin will be dead this year when New South Wales goes three-zip. So they're going to have to find up with a different way to fucking keep it alive <laughs> for all these inbred cunts. <laughs> I, uh, I can't see the NRL uh, or, you know, the ARL um, changing... What is essentially the, the jewel in the crown um, for the sport? It's the biggest cash cow, which is why you know obviously they're farming it out to other other states um, as a as a marketing tool, really, um, as a as a TV rights and and to the highest bidder. Mm. I uh, I can't see them 
really letting go of the the concept to to that degree that you suggest. Although I, I do like the idea of the you know the votes and and the drafting your players, and and a true a true all star match um, where you know everyone, regardless of uh, race, color, creed, you know, country of origin or whatever, can can be a part of it. Um, I just. I just feel like the origin is such a it, it's grown to such a degree over you know certainly my you know the last probably twenty years in particular um, you know the build up it it, it shits all of us where the build up starts in fucking February but you just, know sorry just so we can preface this for other people um, just for anyone that's come on board in the last five years or so. <laughs> To the show on new listeners this year. I knew Glenn, this was where were you, come. where were you born? What was, was your state of origin? I was born in uh, Nepean Hospital. Okay. Where'd you go to school, mate? Uh, Campbelltown High School. Okay. And what team do you support in state of origin? Uh, Queensland, mate. Cool. So just remember that for everything he says from now on. <laughs> <laughs> I can't see them changing it. To, to such a degree is my point. <laughs> so thank you very much for pointing that out. Again, as I opened the episode, <laughs> I really appreciate you guys. You're fantastic. Some of my favourite humans. The term the term state traitor. Yes. It becomes synonymous with your name. Let's relive it. Uh, around it. origin time. And I this year will be great. No, I'll not just origin around again. origin time. At all times. <laughs> I can bring it. Look, at the end of the day, like you know, the, when they talk about eligibility, it's been fucking played with so yeah. often over the years and so blatantly. I mean, like every time by Queensland, but still, that's beside the point. Don't fucking frown. I saw you frown then, Glenn. When did New South Wales flout origin rules as as, as blatantly as Greg Inglis, Brad Thorne, Tony Carroll... Nathan, this is Adrian Adrian Lamb. Lamb. this is your time to make a point, Nathan. I'm not. I'm Adrian Lamb. No, no. I, I, I saw you roll your eyes, and I would just, uh, and I would like to give you the opportunity to to rebut <laughs> <laughs> my statement because I I challenge you to name a single New South Wales player, and I don't want to hear bullshit about fucking Peter Sterling. You know, born in Toowoomba, then smuggled across the border before he was out of diapers. Smuggled across the border because if you because if you throw that mate, then you know obviously the you know, the flip side of that is fucking yeah Billy Moore in Tenderfield. Yeah. So I mean, there's we never we never went and grabbed a kid that was eligible for Queensland and just jam, and just jammed him in New South Wales. Just feel like I'm being bullied. You no, know, I'm not bullying. I'm just I, all I'm saying is I saw you roll your eyes when I said Queensland blatantly flouted the eligibility rules in the past. I don't like That's this. I, I don't like the video format aspect of this uh, recording. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yes, for those for those playing along at home, so, just, uh, hit us with double fingers. This is the thing: state state of origin and its fucking sovereignty means about as much as those cunts that go on about Australia Day having a massive history. Yes. It's fucking bullshit, and it was an invented fucking thing that over the course of its history has been fucked with and moved around so many fucking times that essentially now it's almost meaningless. 
I just think if they, regardless of what they do with the origin side of things, the Tonga and Samoa games in recent years at test level, the passion that those guys, as you'd, you'd hate to see the eligibility rules fucked with to a, to an extent where guys like Taumalolo and etc. can't play, you yeah. know, they're playing for Queensland and yeah, New South exactly. Wales and they can't yeah. play for Tonga or Samoa because those games have been proper fucking spectacles over the last five or six years. Yeah. And, and fantastic, and to they've watch. gotten and they've gotten Tonga to become a legitimately legitimate top contender. Four. Yeah, yes, yeah, for sure. Yeah, contender, yeah. Yeah, top three, even you know. Yeah, it, it's crucial. Hate to see that, that those emerging fight. nations are taken care of. Mm. So look, look, I, I, I mean, I tell you that I do like the whole the whole all star all star game voting, and then the captains and and the, and the drafting of their own teams and everything. But it's, obviously, it's a lot more practical in a in a basketball situation in a sport that you know has almost a third of the players and, you know. So, on the yeah, field, but you fucking time, you know tell, I mean? tell you what, though. How many hours of fucking pub time what-if conversations could that format chew up? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, just, but just, just, despite that, though, I still think that, you, you know, your, your position being what it is, I still think that I, I, would, I, I would still venture that the majority would say that they still get frothed up about the... New South Wales, Queensland thing, you know what I mean? No, no, I, yeah, again, I know, and I get that, but I'm saying yeah. it's manufactured to the fucking hilt. Well, I mean, yeah, because, I mean, you know, just for, through the fact that we've got decades and decades of Queensland v New South Wales, but until they, you know, they put a brand on it. Yeah. And and, and, t- and tinker with the eligibility and everything, then you that's when you get the the legendary hmm. start to the, the concept yeah. As it exists. Mm. Anyway, put the best of the best on the field. I want to see the fucking best out there. Previews, round four. First game. Fucking thank God. Get it over quick. Mighty Mally <laughs> Seagulls take on the Panthers. <laughs> Um, I did see. I did see that the the nineteen the nineteen squads are released, and I think it's going to be pretty much the same as last week. I would say uh, the Panthers have some changes, however, though, uh, with Dylan Edwards missing through injury, they're pushing Crichton back to fullback. Uh, Burton's going to go out to the centres, and I think that's just a, a just a troll job to say. Hey, Canterbury, look, we've still got him and we're going to use him and you can fuck yourselves. And, uh, and uh, Cleary comes back from his uh, concussion holiday. Yes, look, he does. Like, do, do we? I mean, like Matt Chechen's a referee, so, I mean, obviously that reduces Manly's chances of winning this game significantly. Oh, fuck. Um, <laughs> Jay, oh, interject the, very uh, quickly, please. The... The the multi that you require for this game is Panthers by twenty one plus. You want to try to kick out. You want to try to. Has I there ever think... been a game where everyone on a team has scored a try? <laughs> can you take? Because it could be. I think. Because this could be it. Like I would, I would have loved to have Tyrone May in an any time scorer, but he's in fourteen, so I'm not quite as confident. Capewell, I mean, probably yeah. Let's yeah. go Capewell. Let's go Capewell. Um, Capewell. I'm just trying to think which way, if it's going to be Staines or, or Toe that you'd go for, like for sure. Yeah, it's not going to get to Toe <laughs> between yeah, Kickow and Burton. 
It's not getting yeah. a toe. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. Okay. So let's go. Let, let, let's speculate. Let, let's speculate that we get a we get a multi twenty one plus. I don't have a I don't have a betting account with any of these places. But if one of you want to throw this on just for a fucking Hang laugh, right? Yeah. Wait. And then we'll just spend it on 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 fucking drugs when it comes through <laughs> into Walmart. <laughs> into Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> COVID vaccine. We'll buy some fucking black market COVID vaccines. NRL, Penrith Panthers. Uh, the line. So, while well, the, the Panthers are at negative 19.5. Oh, okay. So, maybe, yeah, well, yeah, we definitely want to beat that line, though. Is it? Okay. Like, what, 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 what margins can you do? Can you set your own or? Oh, you can tell I'm a pro gambler. Um, yeah, I've. Hang on. Anytime try scorer. Why do they put Manly yeah. first? Just, just uh, for a fucking laugh. For a laugh. Okay, who do we want there? We want I kick want, out. I want kick out for sure. Uh, Cape look, Yeah, I'm tossing up between Momorovsky and Burton because, like, look, they're both, and then like any any of those guys from two to five, I'm not, I'd, I'd take two of them, but I don't know which two. Because uh, Momorovsky, I mean, like on paper, I go no, but then he's he's been fairly prolific though. He has been, and he doesn't fucking pass. Yeah, yeah, this is what I'm thinking. Yeah. Okay, so mom. Yep. Uh, Pick a winger. Which one's going to get one, you reckon? I think they both will, but let's. which one's more likely? Staines. Oh, let's go Tyo. Fuck, fuck yeah, you. Yeah, I think Tyo is probably the... Oh, yeah. Why fuck you? What are you What are you saying fuck you for? Do we, th- do we do throw you have some... Shares, do you have shares in Charlie Staines Charlie, or something? Charlie's, fuck you? Charlie's got a, a hat trick in him for sure. Yeah, you yeah okay. So. I mean, he hasn't quite been the same since the... Uh, so do we, do we want both wingers to score? Oh, I'd rather... Look, I'd rather pick one winger and then say kick out and get two. Okay. So let, now let's take Toto off and we'll put Staines okay. in then just to keep... Okay. Right. The Tigers connection happy. Right. Okay. Uh, hang on. Pick your own line. Yeah, I want more than that 19.5. What do you want? 21.5. 21.5. 21.5. 21.5. 21.5. Yeah. Okay. Right. It's going to be 50. How much? <laughs> yeah, if it's not, there's fucking massive problems because the Roosters got, yeah, Roosters got 46. Penrith are a shell of a club if they can't beat Manly by 50. Exactly. Exactly. Um, that, pays tw- put- that pays $29.50. Gee, that's not as lucrative as I'd hoped. <laughs> Manly are worse than you thought. Up the line, need, up the line to legs. like 40. 40 and a half. I put, put, no, no, mate, mate, 40, 40's probably, 40 is like too variable. If it pisses down with rain, you know, that can yeah. just kill your bet. Like, you know, but mate, like I'd be happy to take it up to 29.5. Hang on. Where's, uh, pick your line, pick your line. So we'll fuck you off. We are spending an inordinate amount of time on this. We are, but I mean, it's it's uh, it's, so it's twenty nine and a half. Something okay. fun for the fans to play along with at home. So we've got anytime try scorer, kick out, Capewell, Momorovsky, yep. and Staines. Okay. You want them both on? You want them both on the right side? Yep. Yeah. See, that's what I'd, I'd I'd like to. Yeah. yeah. See, that's paying twenty six dollars. That's Glenn's fucking thing. Get Staines in there. So if he doesn't score, we know who to fucking come. How is that for. less? At the end of the day, yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Got a long and illustrious history of calling wingers to score tries. How the fucking dare you? How very dare you? Doubt me. I don't. Yeah, that anyway. body to Kiri website that that I. Well, there you go. I... There's round numbers. We're going to power play that. Okay. To thirty. Okay. 
We'll throw a fiver on there for 150. Nice. There you go. And then if it comes through, we'll give it as a charity. That's it. Or something. Um, fucking hell. Just looking at the games this week. I felt like the games were fairly clear cut I, for the most part. I reckon. Week. I reckon this might be. There might be a fucking octopus in this. Yeah. Right. Anyway, we are all agreed that there's no way Penrith lose this game. Correct. And in, and in fact, if they even if they don't win by thirty, it's an absolute fucking busted ass venture. It is an abject failure. Yep. Interesting and selection. Then though. Hopefully, the trial game. I know we've spent a lot of time, as you said. Which one? But not putting like Des has. <laughs> Not having May at, at fullback, given that he filled in so well second half last week. Tyrone May. Mm. Yeah, think... but I mean look at all the other look at look at the other interchangeable guys all over the back line though too. Yeah. That's it, hey. And and filling in, like when oh fuck, Dill's broken mm. his hand, you need to get in there and do this. That's a fucking right oh get in, do the job, do the job. That, that that's very different than a, a whole game at, at fullback with the, with the chance to get the yips two days out, if that makes sense. Yep. Right. Moving right along, the Doggies take on the Rabbitohs. The Doggies side. Okay, so Jake Averillo injured. Josh Jackson suspended. Jeremy Marshall-King, he's missing for like, what was it, six to eight weeks or something with his yep. injury. So that brings Sione Katara into hooker. Uh, a Tony starts at lock. And um, where are we? Lachlan Lewis back in the halves. Okay, so Meany and Allen swap. So that puts Allen onto the wing, Meany at fullback. And uh, Jackson, Topene, and Dean Britt added to the bench. So massive changes for the doggies. I mean, Corey Allen, how, like, it was, it's funny. He had this, he had this blessed kissed on the dick season last year where he was actually a very good fullback substitute for the Rabbitohs. Mm. Gets into the gets into the Queensland Origin side because you know a hundred guys in front of him fell over with injury. Yep, plays a fucking abysmally, but they managed to drag out the win. <laughs> and then he goes to the doggies and he actually and he gets paid. Yeah, yeah. But he's fucking. He's been absolutely hopeless this year, mm. and uh, and finally he's been hooked from the uh, from the fullback position. The Rabbitohs, same seventeen. It's easy. They're fucking humming at the moment. Rabbitohs. Yes, they are. And they're especially with are the Rabbitohs going to win by more than than Penrith will. No, I don't think so. Oh, <laughs> left edge man! <laughs> I know, left I, edge. I know, I know, I know. And look, I maybe, I may be proven, and maybe that yeah, you know, that might be the problem that you know, Manly will probably score points where the doggies could conceivably not. Yeah, you know, maybe that's a different. That you know, that that affects margins just as much as the scoreline being put on. But um. I, it fucking warms my heart, though, to see the Doggies average 5.6 points for the season and zero points for the last, you know, two games. And for all yeah, the jokes about pub, pub sides and, you know, there's a, a good, a huge amount of banter that goes on, especially on Twitter, about pub sides. If, yeah. if you look on that team list and, you know, yes. these guys are all professional athletes and you hate to diminish, but fuck that that's a that's a pub side. There's there's probably a couple of names in there, mm. most of which are well yeah. past their best. It's yeah, oh, I don't know. And and this is the thing, I, I said it last week. 
any any one of these first grade players could come into any side that that any of us fucking definitely would play on and look like Andrew Johns. So <laughs> yeah, let's just get that out there. Um, given given that though, looking across this dogs team, oh, maybe this isn't a good question for you two. But I was going to say, normally you look across the team and go, well, who would you take? <laughs> literally, literally. Oh, well, no, Nick Kotrick. There you go. He's actually yeah, he's it. actually a legit player. Yep. Who else? That's, that, that's it, though. Adam. Yeah. Um, Fatala Mariner. Maybe for the yeah, bench. Yeah. He's injured, so he's not listed mm. there at the minute. But yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe. Yeah. You'd struggle, you'd, you would struggle, though, to, to really latch on to any of the other ones, wouldn't you? I'd swap Joey Lelua for Adam Elliott. Yeah, no, yeah look... The, don't even play the same position, but I'd swap them in a heartbeat. <laughs> yeah, you, just, you just want to get, just so you can watch the dressing room shots and see you can get a glimpse of the fucking white anaconda. Yeah, he's my, he's my oh, polar yeah, opposite. Um, <laughs> I've got the world's smallest helicopter ready for takeoff. Yeah. Yeah, like rabbits by plenty. It's not, yeah, not even yeah. close. Uh, the storm, Here we go again. Fucking Melbourne Storm versus Brisbane Broncos in the late slot on Friday. Uh, the Storm, Pappy returns to fullbacks and Nico Hines goes back to reserves and uh, the Broncos. Pangai and Flegler drop to the bench. Payne Haas and Matt Lodge return up front. Asiata missed last week, but he's on the bench too. And Dearden, it's a what, Dearden's dropped to reserves, is he? Oh, he's in the 18. Okay, so we'll see tomorrow what happens there in terms of uh, how they cut things or whatever. But um, look, it doesn't it doesn't matter. The ball, the, there was the Bulldogs last week, Brisbane. It was the Bulldogs and two pieces of individual brilliance from Jermaine Masako. It was Jermaine about Masako 16 minutes of actual play. Blew that game open. Yeah. yeah. Yes, yeah. The Melbourne Storm, uh, uncharacteristically, they've cut, they're coming off back-to-back losses, and it's like the first time they've been outside the eight at this stage of the season in fucking donkeys. But uh, you know, look, they've been they've been playing good sides, and they've had you know unique circumstances where obviously that that uh, torrential rain really brought Parramatta, you know, brought them back to Parramatta closer yeah. in terms of you know of talent and you know, things like that. And then they obviously a razor thin game last week, so I think they're gonna relish the opportunity to make an example of someone here and yeah. the NRL gods have provided the sacrificial Broncos. They're going to fix yeah. their for and against. Record, big record right breaking here. win. Oh, yeah. I reckon. Do you remember years ago um, yeah. where the Bron- Broncos weren't traveling too well, still had a heap of stars in their side and they went down to Melbourne and I think they put like 60, Melbourne put 60 on them. Yeah. Um, they actually had mm-hmm. a team full of first graders at that stage. <laughs> These poor saps are going to get murdered. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, fuck me, Melbourne. The, uh, yeah, we can probably add some links to this multi. To be honest, on those two other games, uh, I just did. Go, I just did, and it doesn't yeah. pay out much. Yeah, like, damn it. Like South are a dollar ten, Melbourne are a dollar seven. Just going with like this, just this, ult, this ultimate thirty league degen multi. <laughs> uh, the Sharkies take on the Cowboys at Sunshine Coast Stadium. Okay, so the Cowboys, sorry, the uh, the Sharkies changed from last week. Uh, Wade Graham and Will Kennedy are named despite HIA concerns. Hirodi replaces Sione Katoa in the back line. Uh, Wilton comes in uh, to the back row for Britton Nakora, who's been suspended. Braden Trindle to the bench. The Cowboys. Okay, Jake Clifford, Essen Masters, and Mitchell Dunn are dropped. Uh, they're, they're basically the scapegoats for the three, the 03 start of the year. Um, 
So Liam Melly makes his first appearance in the back line for the season. O'Neill moves to the centres. Tabuai Fido moves to the wing. Hampton comes into the halves with drink water. And uh, the back row is Condon, Wright, and Maguire. Cohen Hess to the bench. Oh, fuck me. It took longer to say all of those changes than it will to say that... Um, that the the Sharkies have they've the Sharkies have been solid. They've been outmatched, but they have they've got that kind of um, that feel about them. Whereas they don't have the talent to compete with the top teams, but they've kind of got the desire that will keep them in they're, contests. And they're playing a team playing above their they're station. They're playing a team that does not yes. have the desire and to stay in contests, and they don't need Sharkies that. thirteen plus. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yep. Congratulations, Sharkies. <laughs> uh, the Titans take on the Raiders at Seabus, or Hope Solo, I should say. The uh, Titans, no changes to the team that took the field. Um, Peachy stays in lock. Fodawaika stays on the bench. And the Raiders. Okay, so Dynamis Louie and uh, Hudson Young both missed out last week. They're returning this week. Sutton moves to lock. Tarpanay's injured. He's out. Curtis Scott's out with Seb Chris moving to the centers to cover him. And, uh, yeah, that's it. I think it will be. This is a pretty good game. I this could the- even be one of the better games of the round. Mm. I think I don't want to overstate the Titans' win so too much. I mean, it was against the Cowboys, who are really staking a claim to being one of the absolute trash sides of the competition this year, with no, you know, redeeming things. On the tip, the Titans. To. So, I expect the Titans. Yeah, I, I don't think there's enough out for the Raiders. It's just like the like it was a brutal encounter last week, right? But the cost of it a week later yeah. is not that is not that enormous. There's more for them to draw on than they've got on the sidelines from that. Yeah, game. yeah. They 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 haven't. There's not this litany of injured players that they can't have for this game. Despite the guys that were out during the game, they're yeah. actually backed up fairly well. I think. <laughs> and yeah, presumably, yeah, Sticky's been sending them texts all week about I'm how to go to the they Titans in an upset. Ready to go. Mm. Yeah, the, Raiders. You say you, you saying Raiders? Yep. Jay, yeah. So, Raiders. Okay, Newcastle Knights take on the St. George Illawarra Dragons at McDonald Jones Stadium. Wow. Best is still out of the side. Shibasaki retains his backline spot. Dom Young drops to the reserves and uh, Stafford Toa returns. Brody Jones drops to the reserves and Blake Green is on the bench in Jersey 17. Jesus. So what's going to happen here is you've got Kurt Mann. Okay, there. wonder what they're going to do. There's no fucking way. My prediction is this. There is no fucking way in hell that Shibasaki maintains his spot when they cut the side to 17 by the time this game's rolling around. I don't know what they're going to do, <laughs> but that was, that was a special game, like one of those true gems. He almost fucking killed the career of our boy Tex Hoy. Like, really? Just just by association, his indecision, and <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm sure he was calling for shit, and that's why Tex Hoy was letting it bounce. I, I, think, I think Shibasaki was so bad, he created this <laughs> vortex of fucking shit around him that it almost sucked our boy Tex Hoy down and <laughs> into changing his name to Ponga. So. <laughs> this is the game that I think could be the upset because like we said uh, when we're doing the the match review podcast, one mm. thing the Dragons have going for them, well, actually, no, I lie. Ben Hunt broke his leg, didn't he? 
Forget everything. Um, <laughs> oh, Jack Bird suspended as well. Sorry, forget I said mm. anything. Nice to win. I thought for a minute if they, if they could have had Ben Hunt still in his form, then I was like, oh yeah, I, I just for a moment last week broke his fucking leg. Dollar forty five favorite. I don't think they should be. Yeah, their performance last week. Yeah, and I don't think they should be so heavy because the Dragons, I mean, Hook really has got the Dragons mm. doing the basic stuff yeah, well. But at this also no Ben Hunt. Yeah, and that's that's the thing that would would make me back off. Mm. Um, and I guess it's a, it's, a test of, uh, it's a test of Hook if, you know, if he can work the same magic on Adam Clune. That's but it. we'll find out. But no, I do favour the Knights now with Ben Hunt out. <laughs> the Roosters take on the Warriors at the SCG. Okay, Radley is set to return this week. Uh, Luke Keary gone ACL, Lachlan Lamb gone MCL, Fuck. Lindsay Collins gone ankle. So the uh, the halves now are Drew Hutchinson and Sam Walker. Uh, Isaac Liu replaces Collins up front. Radley comes in at lock. Ikevalu and Butcher are the replacements on the bench. Mm-hmm. And rookies Ben Marshke and Joseph Suwali are named in the reserves. Suwali creeps up to number 20. On the list, yes, he does. Yeah, look, obviously the the Roosters are probably as close as you get anywhere else in the league to the Storm in that dimension of having a system and preparing people not so much to come in to first grade, but come in and fill a spot in a system. Mm. Uh, I don't think it's ideal at all for them to be doing it with two rookie halves in one week. Yeah, yeah, um, and a very green hooker as well. Yeah. Robert looks to be an excellent coach, an excellent strategist, but I, I don't think that gets them out of the rest of the season. I do think in this game they have enough workhorse-like forwards and outside backs along with just the raw fucking talent of people like Teddy, the smarts of the Mozes, to get them home against the Warriors in this one. And their side is remarkably, I mean, you know, with all the injuries last week that they suffered, the side is, is, is remarkably devoid of, you know, the, the scrambled egg sort of characters like Boyd and, yeah, you know, those guys. So, yeah, the, the Warriors got home last week you know, with a tremendous injury toll and fatigue. So that's, that's, the, that's the fruits of fatigue. Yeah, it's not. It's not like you know, speeding up the game and you know, decreasing the stoppages. It's eradicating bench players. So <laughs> there's 13 players out there having to play long minutes that they that they shouldn't be. Uh, and I don't think the Warriors are going to have the advantage of that happening this week. No. And yeah, like you said, there's so many experienced guys in that side. That back line, apart from the halves, are so experienced. Plus some experienced guys in the forwards. They'll they'll they will take care of these kids. Yeah. Spot on. Anything to say on that one, Glenny? I'm going to. I reckon this is the start of the Rooster slide. I think the Warriors will squeak home and, and win a tight one. Jesus. You are being a contrarian this no, week, Mister. You're you're out there. You're out there. You're out there on the ledge. All right. Looking forward to our chat <laughs> why, why, on vaccinations. Why, <laughs> yeah. Why do you say? Why do you say that, sir? What What do you think gets the Warriors home? Oh, I, I just think that last week with the Roosters. It's it has it's got to have an impact on the club lo- losing, especially Kiri, because you know there is a huge amount of experience here, and I take your point, but he he was the guy. He's the guy that that steers the ship and makes it all makes it all work. And I feel like people are probably understating the impact 
of him being out for the season is going to have on the team. And uh, I think the, mm. the Warriors will be, dare I say it, brave. And I think they'll um, the forwards will want to stick it stick it to him in the middle. And Tuivasa Shekel, I think he'll have a, an, another another big game. All right. We shall see. And uh, wrapping the round up, we have the West Tigers taking on the Parramatta Eels. No changes to the West Tigers. They got a victory. Of course, they're perfect. And the, the Eels. <laughs> Madison. Madison returns to the back row. Um, Papali moves to the bench. And Keegan Hipgrave finds himself on the reserves. And Bryce Cartwright makes his first appearance on the 21 list. For the season, so I'm going to give you the floor first, Glenn. Can the West Tigers repeat their successful outing against the Knights against the undefeated Parramatta Eels? Parramatta are already broken; they've already lost the fight. They don't want to play the Tigers on Easter Monday. They never do, except for all those times they've smashed them. But this time, I feel like the Tigers with. Uh, Dane Laurie in career best form across his half a dozen first grade games. Be unstoppable as he's proven to be in our first three games of the season. Mitchell Moses, he's uh, he'll be begging begging for some more HIA action to get himself out of this murder that the Tigers will be committing on Parramatta on Easter Monday. Mark my words, Tigers thirteen plus. James Roberts hat trick. Dane Laurie, man of the match. <laughs> Has Dane Great. Laurie re-signed with you guys yet? No, and he won't because some other club will take him away from us. So just let me have my fun <laughs> while it lasts. <laughs> 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 oh, I still feel like he's on loan. <laughs> he's our best player. Um, look, I, I was of two minds about this one and I just need <laughs> someone to answer... Look, there's there's one question that will decide who I tip here. Has this week <laughs> have the Eels acquired Shibasaki? <laughs> no, they have not. Well, then he's, he's, he's lining up for the Knights. I will continue to tip Parramatta. <laughs> I was going to say, have the Eels in entire side <laughs> been involved in a plane crash? <laughs> <laughs> and eating each other that is, to stay alive. I mean, I'm sure they would have, would prefer that scenario than what is coming for them on Monday at 4 who p.m. Do you, who do you back in that situation? Like, the Parramatta Eels crash in the fucking Andes. Right. Is Junior Paulo walking out of there by himself 20 kilos heavier? Or has Mitch Moses cunted himself into everybody else suiciding to let him live? Regan Campbell-Gillard. I, He's last man standing. I think, I think that uh, I think Mitchell. I think Mitchell Moses is the Fuck first off. course. Mitchell Moses is a, either the first course or he survives a long time because. He's the he's the he's the person that immediately is nominated as the as the communal flashlight for the survivors. <laughs> See, Campbell Gillard doesn't because you know what ha- he, it happens to his fucking face plates in sub zero <laughs> temperatures. No one's eaten Mitch Moses. He's a sour little cunt. Yeah. 
don't know. But, you, but, like you got, but you got guys that like Ryan Madison, who's just so punchable with the stuff he comes out with and trying to get releases all the time. I mean, yeah. you know, he's never happy. So that guy's got. You, you don't want to put an end to him. He'd be like, quickly. I found a better plane crash. I'm going to. I'm going over there. Yeah, Brown's, so, uh, Brown's like the fucking soy burger. <laughs> just pretends to be meat, but yeah. not really. <laughs> Parramatta, 13 plus. Fuck you. Okay, let's open up the mailbag for the week. And uh, we've got a ton of comments this week, which is fucking fantastic to see. Uh, we'll kick off with, this is almost, this is a, a similar to a question you asked through the, through the episode, Jay, but I'll ask it again. Gabe says, in a theoretical all-star hyperbole, if you selected the worst current first grade one to seventeen team in position, could that team still beat the Dogs <laughs> or Cowboys? Added challenge: it can't be the entire Manly lineup. Well, yeah, you, I mean, you wouldn't anyway, but I mean, you would absolutely say like the hooker for this theoretical side we're talking about is Lachlan Croker without no, shadow of a doubt. It's the only Qatar. But then, yeah, what do you do but, with that question? Can you not pick people from the Dogs? Yeah. Let's let's say we let's say yes for the you know now you've raised that let's I mean although I would, I would vigorously dispute <laughs> your assessment of Sione Katoa versus Lachlan Croker however um, okay so Tex-hoy. worst fullback at the moment Fucking no stop fuck it. yourself shut fuck up fuck you no Dylan Walker oh yeah sorry Tex take it all back <laughs> yeah the worst the worst wingers okay Shibasaki's one. Yep, Kapawa. Look, I'm happy to have. I'm happy to. Yeah, Kapawa wasn't great, but I mean, like, you know, he's he's. I think he's on a part with Garrick though. But Garrick can kick goals, right? So maybe that's the tiebreaker. Centers, Brad Parker. I swear, I'm nominating a manly player in every Joey position Lailua. up to a point. Hang on, how is Noffer? How's oh, Noffer not on a wing? He's the best wing oh, in the fucking fuck game yeah. by street. So what? Okay, so we so yeah, we roll again, with the West. We're talking about like worst in position, and defence is a very important part of a winger's <laughs> position. So we so we but we roll with both West Tigers wingers, and then that gives our theoretical side some uh, some combinations in place, <laughs> which gives them an advantage over the Dogs and the Cowboys. Correct. <laughs> also, Norfolk can score a try, although he lets him in as well. So I mean, and to beat the Dogs, you only have to score a try. Yeah, one one try will do it. <laughs> That's it. A field goal will do it, let's be real. Um, and, and probably he can score one and let one in. And this shit stars team will at least convert it. Yeah, yeah. So they I win think, by two. I think we get to the centers and we've already we've already decided that, yes, we can pick the worst players in each position. And yes, they would beat the yeah. the uh, dogs. Cowboys, you know, that's another question, day. I suppose. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. Okay, Michael uh, says... Graham Annesley's public debriefing about the week's refereeing decisions is the main vehicle for rest falters to drive their cause and feel as though they have a sense of worth when clearly they do not. Do you think it should remain as public knowledge or do you think it tarnishes the sport? Um, I'm not sure that he should give a play-by-play on it. I think if there's any absolute fucking howlers, then it's important that they come out and talk about it. Um... I don't think it would hurt to preface all of that with, you know, we would like we would like to say that we accept in no way did this call directly and on its own affect the outcome of the game because during this game, you know, these teams made nine errors each and missed fucking 30 tackles. 
So not just focus on the call itself, but that's it. Yeah, um, I think it's great for like account the accountability of the referees though to know that if they make an absolutely fucking diabolical decision, they'll be held. You know, they'll be held accountable for it. So here's the thing, though. I think there's no accountability because well, I mean, it's very to, fucking easy and stuff. You know, when but it's, it's very one. easy to come out and say this is what's happened. Mm. Accountability is saying this is what we're going to do to to decrease the likelihood of this happening again or to put something in place to, to reduce the chances of this. That's where I think the system falls down. Any comment on that? Uh, I disagree that it's the main vehicle for rest falters to drive their cause. Anyone that's listened to this show for 12 years would um, only have to listen to you, Nathan, and understand that th- this show is possibly the greatest vehicle for a rest falter to drive his fucking cause. <laughs> No one has ever hosted this show has ever blamed the referee for a loss. I don't know what you're fucking talking about. Stop it. Let me just say the word crowding. Yes, sir. But that's like that's like a meme for joke for you know for comedy. I I I mean the forward pass from Sunny Bill is far. All jokes aside, I do like the fact that they they try do try and you know put a face to it so to speak and and rather than just. Ignoring it, which is, was done for many, many years, and no one ever made a comment, and it was just, it was you know getting beyond a joke. But to Jay's point, that there, there seems to be a bit of a, a revolving door scenario where a complete fuck up is made, Annesley or whoever comes out and says, "Yeah, we got it wrong." Doesn't well, clearly doesn't change the result. Then a week or two later, another massive fuck up's made. Comes out, "Yep, got that wrong too," and there's there's no there's no real change to prevent those sorts of things. Oh, but change is coming now. Boys, it's a new dawn. It's a new day. It's the Vlandy's <laughs> era. So now when there's a big-ass forward pass like the one that happened in the in the Raiders game, immediately after that, he's like, okay, we should try putting chips in the ball, you know, GPS is in the ball and shit to, to detect forward passes. So that's going to look like – that looks like it's going to get a trial. So, mm. you know, things, things, things can change. But uh, but yeah, and, and the biggest vehicle for rest falters is, is is certainly not uh, Graham Annesley's briefings. It's fucking <laughs> Twitter dot com. Yeah, that it's, it's freeze framing engine. and drawing red lines. Love it. Oh my god, yes. Dan says, uh, "Do you honestly believe Adam Reynolds is playing anywhere else but South next year?" The manager's talking a big game because he knows he'd have to. It had no leverage without suggesting he'd leave, but he'd stay for unders and South know it. Do you think if the Raiders cop another bat, and that's why's first question. I don't believe that he's going anywhere yeah. else but South either. No. They'll do what they did with um, AJ. It'll look like he's gone and all hope is lost and they'll find a way and they'll make him yeah. happy and he'll stay. I don't know. I still think it's the the situation's possible um, in in almost what happened to Benji. And I'm not saying that, that Reynolds is anywhere near Benji um, at, at uh, end of Dragon stint quality. Hmm. But the, the Dragons offered him and he said, well, no, I'm going to go and, and see what else I'll get because I believe I'm worth XXX. Uh, and there was no interest, absolutely no. no interest. And then they came back and said, no, we've uh, we've made moves. So that that's a risk, I think, to Reynolds that uh, that he shouldn't overplay his hand. I think in the current market, he's in a pretty good position for two reasons. The Cowboys and the Tigers definitely need halfbacks and the Tigers coach is the premiership winning coach of said player who's looking for a new position. Luke Brooks to the Cowboys. 
Adam Reynolds to the Tigers, fucking bank it. It does seem that there's a bit of a like whether it's just a media thing, but it does seem like the the chess pieces are starting to be shifted. You know, some of the the stories and the leaks and you know the chat coming out that yeah that that is how it's looking to be engineered. And um, I think it's just coach relationships. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Peyton has a relationship with Brooks from the from the days, and yep. uh, you know Maguire has a relationship with Reynolds, and so it makes it very easy legs, to write yeah, articles. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next question was, uh, do you think if the Raiders cop another bad call this week, we could see Sticky cry Hornborough Fury Tears? He's, uh, Horsborough's the player's name, sir. Horsborough Fury Tears at the press conference among mumbles of blokes are hurting and hashtag so proud. I honestly think it would pop him and I'm fucking praying for another rest file just to see it happen. Or for a reporter to tell him there's probably a thousand better places his fine money could go than the Ricky Stewart <laughs> Foundation. No, I think Ricky Ricky has his explosions, and he can have them week and week and week. But I don't think they'd necessarily escalate. Yeah, especially because he's already sort of under investigation. Did they ever say anything that, that, that came out of that? He's being under investigation for his, you know, opaque sort of like vague sort of allusions to refs faulting, but not actually saying the words. Yeah, I don't think anything's come of it though. Our man Chewy, in regards to the new eighteenth man rule, all I've heard all day is it's good for player welfare. How is it better for players that to be subbed out of three blokes need to to be subbed out three blokes need to fail HIAs, meaning three guys have already suffered an incident? How is that making it safer? But then it also brings a fresh emerging player in to possibly get an HIA too. I'm all for an 18th man, but saying it's for player welfare, I believe, is a stretch. What's your thoughts? I feel like we pretty pretty well covered that one. Yeah, but um, look, people got concerns, and I and I do not. The angle they'll take with player welfare is that uh, if you have no bench, that is an extraordinary amount of fatigue to expect mm-hmm. players to go through. And so it's not the 18th man that they're trying to say it's for his welfare. They're trying to say it's for everybody else on the field. Mm-hmm. So that if people need a rest, if people need a stint, if they're not going to feel um, the the need to play on if they're injured or push through something, that's the welfare angle that they're going for on this. Yeah. And, and it's not an unfounded one, but I don't no. think the benefit will be as great as I think it is. Clevo, has two episodes a week been an accidental blessing in disguise after originally only doing it for the sole purpose for Twilaps to beat Cam Smith's game total tally quicker? Look, I honestly, I've forgotten about that. I remember I said something like, you know, that we were going to keep doing these episodes until the... Uh, we're going to keep doing these episodes until until we overtaken Cam Smith's total result. That's it. But um, but yeah, no um, no that that's not the reason. I, um, I would suggest that you stop fucking projecting on us that everything you do is to try and cheat the system somehow, or to get some fucking unfair advantage. It's the fucking mixture of your silver spoon upbringing in Bondi, mixed with that fucking grubby cheat cunt of a team you support have clouded your view of the world, my dude. And no amount of fucking shit hipster pop punk <laughs> can wash that out of your soul. Is there a backstory? Don't listen like to Clevo. Clevo's, You're great. He's a lovely guy. Got a lot of time for him. Is there a backstory yeah. that yeah. he comes from a, a you know extremely privileged upbringing, as Jay just pointed out, yet he's got a penchant for eating far out-of-date food? That's only that's something people that come from 
Maribra or AIDS might do. Not Bondi. It's those people that have the choices in life who choose to do that shit rather than the people that are forced into it. The real people. That's it. So, you know, getting drive-through because you want to post it on your Instagram to appear edgy and interesting rather than because you've worked nine fucking jobs, you've got 47 kids, (laughs) and all you can afford is one Happy Meal between them. (laughs) Silver spoon-having motherfuckers. Jai said, how much do I put on this week's multi? that too. The more you put Look, on, the more you get back. <laughs> well, well, no, well, no, but, but I mean, you got to remember, Jai has he's he's made a meme of himself the first three weeks of the season by putting up these uh, somewhat unobtainable Broncos multis that usually require a thirteen-plus Broncos win as one of the legs. Well, on this occasion, last week, not only did he get the thirteen-plus win, he got the try score as he specified. He fucking won. So, Fuck yeah. I, well done, so, man, sir. Pull your dick out, helicopter that shit around, man. Like you, you are the fucking man for your degenerate multis. You got one, and it came through. And I congratulate you, sir. And so this week, there's no other option. The fucking lot, all chips. Put them all in. Everything you won last week. <laughs> Let's and roll next this week's bitch pay. up. <laughs> Make some real money. <laughs> Daniel said, uh, considering performance, durability, and marketability. Will the Storm regret holding on to Harry instead of Hectic Cheese in 10 years' time, assuming he's on the way out? No. 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 I think Harry Harry's a better, more complete player. Like, I love, I love some fucking Brandon Smith and could he play hooker at my club any day of the goddamn week, but Harry Grant is yeah, a much more complete you, player. You know what, though? I, I reckon the Cheese is that fucking good time guy. Yeah. And I've known enough of them to know that they are amazing to have around when times are good. Mm-hmm. But when things need to be fucking serious, that's when you need a little bit of a, uh, more of a professional. Mm-hmm. And I think looking at all the situations a rugby league club can find themselves in, there are not many times where you would choose a, a cheese over mm. a Harry Grant, um, other than those absolute flat track bully times at the club again take nothing away from the cheese fucking love him no. but um, you know if he's at Manly right now how cute are his little fucking roll yeah. your eyes back in the head where you get a massage antics yeah, I'll tell you what I'd love to have him at Manly at the moment just start deputising in there in the nine and then when Fainu comes back he can be like 14 and come on and stuff and then if he steps out of line with that good time shit that you're talking about Jay then you can just get Manasi to fucking stab him <laughs> <laughs> hey, you want to come to church this week? It all, it all, it all works. Find come Jesus, to a prayer circle. Find Jesus, find the edge of the snake knife. Find it's Jesus, all, all. then meet him. <laughs> Hammers said, hypothetically, if Jason Talmalolo was made eligible for Queensland, how good would that forward pack be? Mo, Tino, JT, Fafita, Welch. Very good. Pretty good. So let's <laughs> hope he's not made eligible. Yeah. For the sake of rugby league. I think that is a pure fucking Queensland comment, though. It is. It really if we is. were allowed to have all the good players in a team, how good would that team be? <laughs> It'd be the goodest. Jesus good team be good. <laughs> yo, yo, yippee, yippee, yippee. <laughs> Michael says, uh, 
hypothetically, uh, here's a hypothetical. If you had to pick I was one, say, fuck me. But just, just like <laughs> have sex with you for what? No, how many hypotheticals? For... Okay, uh, if you had to pick one, would you rather have Luke Brooks or Brody Croft? Jay, you go first. Fuck Brody, you. Brody Croft. Fuck off, mate. Well, it's. Because every time I've seen Brody Croft out there, he has been busting his fucking guts. And Luke Brooks, for a whole bunch of his fucking however many shit cunt banner he couldn't run through amount of games he's played, looks to be going through the motions. And so just based on that, if I've got to pick from two poor quality players, I'm picking the one with the effort because you can train them in skills. It might take them two years, three years, four years. But you do what the Broncos and the Tigers aren't doing and get them a fucking specified halves coach and the skills will come. I pick Luke Brooks because his ceiling's higher. And uh, if I... Would I rather have that or that? I would rather have a fucking nice warm bath with my toaster. (laughs) 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 Frankly. Uh, Danny, Big Dan, is it better to get a few losses out of the way early in the season and build up decent form going into the finals or go hell for leather through the regular season and falter in the finals? Your team had its soul taken away last weekend. Doesn't matter, you're not getting to the finals. <laughs> I'd rather be in, in good form at the right end of the season, right? Correct. Like, you know, yeah. like that's that's obviously more important. Yeah. But, um, yeah, like, yeah, you, you could do the Penrith thing and just go, well, you know, pretty well through the entire damn season. Well, look, so, here's, here's the thing, and not many people talk about this with Penrith. They were kissed on the dick by their draw at the end of last season, hmm. and they started faltering a couple of weeks out. Like, the game I saw them play up here against Brisbane near the end of the season last year yep. was a fucking horrible game of football, and against any other team, they would have lost. Yeah. And it was just by happenstance that they were playing the fucking Spooners. Then they seemed to get a little bit progressively worse going through the finals. And that first half of football they played in the grand final was unlike anything they'd put together all year. Yep. Whereas I think conversely, if they'd have built to go into there, then, then the grand final may have been different. Who knows? May not have. They still might have got done. Um, but but taking nothing away from the sensational year they had, they did have a slump in form at the wrong end of the season. How about you, Glenn? You'd just be happy to get there? Look, I hear you. Happy to, I hear you. Happy to, happy to run... Uh... Seven and a half. I don't mind. <laughs> Just get me in there. Chris, will rugby league survive Peter Vlandis? The man changes the rules every five minutes. All it takes is some piss-soaked journo to write something negative in the Telegraph and the snake is all over it. Um, the game's bigger than any one individual, any one player, anyone, anything. You know, this will be a period in history that, that probably won't even be talked about that much. Um... In, in years to come, there'll be some rule changes that'll be brought up occasionally. Yeah, I think it'll be more like the the, the the recovery from COVID or the salvation yeah, of the it. game during the big crisis of COVID, which will be the the next little dot on the timeline of history following you know Super League or something like that. Yep. But um, final one is uh, from Stuart. He said, uh, just saw Umbai has been given position to look elsewhere. West Tigers are at pains to point out he hasn't sought a release yet. My feeling is he won't top the coin he's on at the Tigers, so if he's trying to leverage them, he might be out of luck. 
I don't think he's trying to leverage them no. at all. They're going to so have either. to pay. They're going to have to pay three to four hundred thousand dollars of the freight because that's just the situation for reasons we discussed earlier. Um, I don't think it doesn't like the my feeling though is to address your question is I don't think he's trying to leverage them. It feels fairly. I felt like he was pretty forthright the way, yeah, yeah, the way he just said, "Look, you know, I don't want to be on the bench. They don't want to be paying me this crazy sort of money to have me sitting on the bench." So I think we can come to an agreement, and if I can find somewhere else, then we might be able to sort something out that works for both of us. So that's something seems fairly forthright to me. Um, That's it. Full time for episode 386. Thanks for listening, everyone. As always, hit up our link tree for all the links, or hit up uh, thisweekinleague.com because. there's a long, a long fucking round about it, but today I was in there to to put the memberships up, and I was wondering why some of the product listings, you know, the, the buttons weren't working the way they should, and I just updated a bunch of the plugins, and uh, it turns out that the theme that we're using on the site is, uh, it was, it's been up on the site for so many years now that it's actually using some uh, deprecated code and everything, so it didn't work properly, so I had to quickly fucking rebuild the site this afternoon and just get it looking okay and while I was in there I said fuck it I just put all the links on the sidebar there on the right hand side on the page so go to thisweekinleague.com or google Twill Nation link tree and uh, that'll be a top result and uh, I just actually logged into the link tree today and I saw that a bunch of people have been clicking it so that's obviously working for you as well um, if you'd like to support the show make sure you drop us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts and uh, fucking tell a friend but as of today we also have another way that you can support the show if you wish our Patreon, as you're listening to this show, our Patreon is officially live. Patreon.com forward slash Twill Nation. Now, we've had this one. We had a bit of a soft launch on this one just to uh, grandfather some of our Digi members from 2020 in as a thank you. It is now open for everyone to join. And frankly, been blown away by the by the response. And it's only been from a, you know, a a segment of our of our listenership and I fucking smashed it so hard I was just blown away so get in there take a look at the tiers we've spread out the tiers across uh, a number of price points each one has different inclusions we've brought in some new things this year um, you know there's there's merch attached to some of the tiers uh, we're gonna uh, bring in a grand final breakfast on that weekend Fuck yeah. I mean one of the things that we've had to deal with, or not deal with, but one of the things we've heard over the years is uh, a lot of people are like, well, what do we do before midday on grand final day? <laughs> and, uh, and you know, we've seen some people, you know, creating their own small groups and, you know, meeting at a pub that's open two hours earlier before the other one and getting an early start. Well, there'll be- Dan Burton drinks start. in the gutter. Yeah, there'll be an official early start this year and, uh, you know, we want to get something that, and hopefully, you know, everyone gets vaccinated and we get moving. Uh, one thing is with the with the uh, the memberships this year, we are working on the, on the expectation that while we'll be able to do all these meetups and travel, that perhaps the numbers are still capped somewhat uh, at venues. And so with that in mind, uh, if you want to t- come along to any of our grand final meetups, they're going to be offered to the members first. Yes. So if you want to make sure you get in there, uh, you know what to do. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash Twill Nation. If you've got any questions, hit us up. It's all very self-explanatory and we've spent a long time on trying to get the the tiers right and everything like that and the response has been fantastic. So thank you to those who've uh, jumped in so far. Memberships. I haven't quite finished and got them on the site yet, but they'll be up 
after I put this episode up. So when you're listening to this, the memberships will be up. Okay, so this year's a member's tea. We've got some other stuff in there as well. We've got the stickers as well. And uh, no cheap shit with a new year and new and, and the same old logo slapped on them. It's all stuff that we haven't we haven't released in the past. We don't go that way. We only do the fucking good shit for you guys. That's um, it. There's nothing worse when I see like clubs and other places doing their memberships, and it's just like the logo just slapped on a fucking thing, you know, slapped on the merchandise du jour, and it's just like the years incremented up one. Yeah. Show some, show some, I mean, we spend a lot of time fucking talking about what are we going to do, what's the design's going to be like, then we spend a lot of time designing it and all that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, we can't wait to get those out to you. And at the same time, the hoodie is coming as well, guys. Um, 2021 hoodie. It's going to be a pullover hoodie, uh, completely new design, unlike the ones that we uh, had out a couple of years ago. And uh, these ones are going up for pre-order as well. So what's going to happen with the memberships and the hoodies? We'll run them for about two weeks, I reckon. We'll let them go for two weeks and... Uh, after that, Gonski. So uh, get in if you want them. Uh, we have a variety of sizes. We're going up to 5XL on these hoodies this year. And uh, ladies' options, men's options. So get in there and uh, and grab them, and then we'll get them in time for when it's actually cold. Nice. Should be nice. Anything else you want to add, fellas? Well, that's it. I've enjoyed uh, this evening. Thank you, gentlemen. Oh, you so sound karma. <laughs> You sound karma. I'm glad that we can be your uh, been a roller coaster ride. Your non-addictive virtual Valium. <laughs> it's the nicest thing you've ever said about yourself. It's lovely. It's like sitting sitting down sitting down spending an hour and a half with us uh, doing a podcast is just like it's like reiki for your fucking butthole, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know it. what that means. <laughs> I was. I was just, I was just, I was just thinking of fucking wishy washy bullshit words that charlatans would use. Um, that's it. <laughs> Thanks, One of the boys. Of his Google history tomorrow morning contains Reiki butthole. <laughs> Reiki butthole. <laughs> Better do that from the work computer. <laughs> Love your work, boys. That might be the episode title too. Now I think about it. <laughs> Reiki butthole. Reiki butthole. Love it. Uh, so that's it. We'll uh, thanks, right. boys, and we'll uh, see you on uh, next week, Sunday. Ladder. See ya. Cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com.